Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with the author of From Business Cards to Business Relationships. Allison Graham joins us now. It's great to see you. Hi, great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So many people, you go to a networking event and you come back with a mound of business cards. And, and, and I, I myself, I say to myself, what now? Right? <laughs> what Which, now? We all find ourselves in sort of in that situation. So, so how do you make that leap, especially as a, a C-suite executive, from getting a mound of business cards to the next step? Right. So it really is about how you approach an event. And I think so many people are going out there and they're trying to collect business cards because mm-hmm. there's a sense that if we meet enough contacts, we're actually going to have success. Right. And what I found over the years, and I remember in one year, I went to 241 events. Wow. Do not do that. <laughs> that a lot of work. One year. Okay. In one year alone, wow. in addition to doing all the work that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so what I found was people were collecting cards. And, and you know how it is. They, they get to a certain level of a mm-hmm. pile on your desk and then they fall over mm-hmm. and then you get the elastic and put it in the drawer. And right. The rubber Yeah, we all go through this. And so I look at it, look for more quality versus quantity. So who do you actually genuinely connect with when you're at an event that you want to connect again? And letting go of that pressure of, I need to collect these cards and then do phony follow-up. It's true because it could be a little daunting. This room is full of people and you think, how am I going to get to everybody? But you're saying, no, it's quality. Pick the ones that you think you're going to connect with. And when I go into a corporation and I talk to them about their strategy around events or work with a small business owner, we always say, okay, let's have five people who we think are going to be in the room who match and and look at your revenue funnel and and how, who who is it who you're trying to connect with and then go in and try to find those people. And you want to do it in a very genuine way. I think a lot of times we're going in and and it's just a very phony experience. And I don't know about you, but like it just, you can't do that forever. It it gets boring Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and exhausting really. No, it is. The goal is try to find out who's going to be there and pick pick and choose ahead of time and make your way. The book is really interesting because you talk about sort of these four pillars of networking. And it's terrific because under each pillar, you break it down into specifics. So the first pillar is perspective. And within that pillar, you talk about what networking is not. And why did you devote, tell us what it isn't and why you devoted a whole chapter to that. Well, I would go to these events and then I'd find out these people like trying to sell or push their agenda. And we all know that icky kind of guy who Mm -hmm. you just, you know, don't want to spend your time with. And I, what I figured out and I started to study and research, what's the difference between those who network really well and those who struggle with it. And it was these four pillars of profitable networking that really shone. And so the perspective around what is it is about connecting with others and letting others connect with you and authentic connectivity. And you want to be doing that in a target market rich environment. So people who could potentially become your clients or influential in your life and who you could also help. And so when people start to look at networking as like that sales and confusing selling with networking, that's when I think we get the disconnect and that that not great feeling. So just to recap, so then the distinction between selling and networking is, is really about focusing on the connection. Okay. And then if there is an opportunity to work together where you could actually you know, have a conversation about product or service, then you want to follow up with that conversation outside of the event. The event is just about the small talk, which people hate, but it's the yeah. most important. The small talk leads yeah. to the big talk. It is exhausting. Though. It you is know, you, exhausting. Your cheeks hurt by the end. Like, Usually. Okay, your head is spinning a little bit. All right. So, and again, there's so many different specifics underneath perspective 
perspective. But then you go into the next pillar, which is personal brand. Right. Okay. So everybody's talking also. about branding, and often we think about our logo and all of those assets around it, like the visual elements. But really, what do people see? What do people feel? And what do people hear when they interact with you as a person? What is the gut reaction that people are having, which will determine whether or not they choose you over your competition? Interesting. Okay, so you're talking about when you're in a room, uh, you know, of networkers, yeah. how you present yourself is key because that's going to determine who possibly approaches you and who doesn't. That's right. And the best question I like to ask people is, what would it be like to meet you? Hmm. Would you want to do business with you? Would you choose you over your competition? And remembering that every interaction you have with someone is either going to add to, subtract from, or reinforce the opinion that people have. And so you really want to be minding your P's and Q's when you're out. And it's not that you always want to be on, but you always want to be authentic and projecting an image that you would like to project. And in the book, I also mentioned like, do your checklist. Like, right, well, what are your faults as mm-hmm. well? Right. And I know I can be very aloof because I can have a hundred conversations in a night. And then all of a sudden I've, I've left this conversation in a real hurry. And maybe I've made that person feel like I cut them off. So True. I know that's a fault that I have. So I have to be very aware of that and do everything I can to be sure I don't make that person feel neglected because I've just right. moved on to the next person. And I'd imagine it takes some practice. You know, after For each sure. event, you learn something that, you know, that you want to do more of and less of moving forward. Um, but I really like, you know, there's so much to get to. Obviously, we don't have a lot of time. The third pillar of profitable networking, procedures. What do you mean by that? When I started my networking journey in my company, I... I was struggling. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't know what to do when I walked into a room, let alone which room to walk into. And so what I found was, and I always watched the senior level executives because I figured if they didn't know how to do it properly or if they were doing it really well, then the rest of us could learn from them. And so I created a mingling formula. So the initiate dialogue, create the mini bond, get their contact information, move on, repeat often. And so really wanted to break that down because people struggle with it because we want to have a good conversation conversation, make that connection. And only if you make the connection, then do we get the business card to continue the relationship. And then lastly, you say strategic plan is a pillar. Is that what we've been discussing? That, well, no, actually strategic plan is more about which rooms should you be going into. Hmm. And what I find when I work with senior level executives is they tend to get into a rut. They have their top two, three, four, five people. If they have tickets to a hockey game that they are actually going to call those people instead of widening and stepping out of their comfort zone, they tend to just kind of go back to the same people. And if we want to have a profitable network, we need to grow that network. It can't just be stagnant. And that's what happens with a lot of C-suite executives who I talk with. C-suite radio. Now, how about, you know, you, you get the business card, you're at, you get home, oh, well, that was terrific. Now what? Now what? <laughs> <laughs> how do you maintain the connection, the relationship? What's right. the next step, Allison? So the key is you want to plant the seed when you see the person. So if you want to say, hey, listen, I want to send you that article. I want to talk with you about this. And then when you get back to your office, it's as promised. So you're building uh-huh, trust. Right. And here's the information. And if you really genuinely connected and have a reason to continue the conversation, plan to have an in-person meeting. Because what we really want want to do is create relationship momentum, which can only be done by finding aligned interests and having continued experiences with each other. Mm -hmm. So that means that you need to get back in front of that person again and again in order to create the relationship. I always wonder uh, how how soon do you you send them an email the very next day? Do you wait two days? It's sort of like dating. (laughs) You got the card. You don't want to to smother, but you you don't want too much time to elapse so they sort of forget who you are. That's exactly it. So within 
within 48 hours is a really great for that initial content. Okay. And then you can follow up again a week later. And then if you haven't heard back from them, then you want to give it sort of a month to six weeks and say, you know, oh, hey, by the way, you know, reconnecting with you about such and such. And then once you have a relationship established, if you're not always in each other's radar screen, like you're not actively working on a project together, then you want to reconnect every quarter with that person to stay on their radar. So just so I'm clear, so at, you, within the 48 hours, yes. you write a note. If they don't respond, how long do you wait? About a week. A week, yes. okay. And then and then if they don't respond again, a month? I'd okay. say about a month. And then and then at that point, you know, you yeah. use your common sense to That's figure right. out if a connection's being made. But why do you think C-suite executives have such a hard time networking? Is it what you said before? They just focus in on, on, a, on a, a few key people? Well, they forget what made them successful to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so they get into this, this comfort zone and this rut. They've also had the experience where they've met a lot of people at this point and many of them have been on the you know fly on the scene and talk a big game and then don't follow up and and don't continue the relationship there's not as much consistency what I find with C-suite is they really struggle with transitioning the business development piece and the goodwill creation within the community to other people on their team. And so one of the reasons I wrote this book was so that they could give it to their team so that they can grow their skill set. Right. So it's not just always on the shoulders of the vice president of the region. Right. Everyone needs to have Everybody needs to have a, a part of the experience. There's this quote, you know, they say, a lot of people say success depends on who you know, not what you know. It's true. Based on, you know, the the dialogue in the book, what are your thoughts on that? I I think that you could be fantastic. And if nobody knows you, it does not matter. Uh And so there's a lot of noise in the marketplace right now. We've got social media. We've got thousands of people who are following you. And and they're also following a thousand other people. So it's you have to be known in order for people to actually understand how valuable you are. So there's no way to resist it. There are people who say to me, I don't want to have to worry about who I know. But if you don't know people, you're never going to get the opportunity. And I can trace everything I've done back in my life, and I'm sure you can too, uh, to who who gave you that introduction. Right. Now, the key is, is that when you're able to open up a door, it's so important to be able to be quality, you know, do quality work and to follow through on what you offer. And so you want to be sure that you're quality content as well, but it's the who you know that opens the door. Right. I mean, I like in the book, you say each of us is just one contact away from having our entire life change direction, which is spot on. It's I mean, true. We can all think of examples of, you know, that one conversation that led to this, and yeah. then it opened up, you know, these, these doors, and, that, you know, and that's why you are where you are today. One last question for the reader out there who says, "I know how to network. Sure. Been there, done that. Why should they read your book?" Well, I think one thing is that because being busy and popular is not the same as being profitable. So if they're sitting there and they they know a ton of people, but people aren't calling them, I think that's a really great reason to read this book. I think also if you're really strong on it, it might be something that it's hard to articulate for your team. And if you would like the rest of your team to be out there networking, it's a great resource so you can help guide them in order to do that and give it to your team so that they can learn how to do that. I think it's a great distinction what you just said. It's not about being popular. It's about being profitable. profitable. Okay, quality, not quantity. Well, Allison, this has been terrific. There's so much to get to. I think we made a little bit of a dent, but that's why you have to get the book. It's really great. It's from business cards to business relationships. Thanks so much for Thank being here. Thank you for having me. And if you'd like to check out the book, buy it, all that good stuff, check out our website, www.csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.